can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. Alright, well, I don't know about doing clay versions of us, but I have done Sims 4 versions of us. Which is really scary, all on its own. It's you- a little bit serial killerish. No. Well, are you familiar with The Sims? Do you know the game? No, but let's tell everybody what you were talking about because I kind of just started recording a little bit into it about the clay things. Oh, you- well, okay. Well, I just got this idea to spend some of my spare time. I was just going to uh make some pool themed stuff out of clay and like turn it into some jewelry or some shit, I don't know. Ornaments maybe. We'll and see how I it thought- goes. We'll see how artistic I, I am. I don't know about it. <laughs> I thought it would be super cool if you could actually do a Talking Pools Claymation podcast. People. Well, I'm Just sure that... play Rudy's and Andrea's. <laughs> and, and everyone else, too. Um, I'm sure <laughs> that there are people out there that are talented that have, you know, that amount of time to do- to dedicate to something like that. I do not, unfortunately. That is a lot of... So no talent and no time. That's well, what I got. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I, let me look. Let me work on the Sims world of us first. If anybody's interested to join okay. me in that, that would be fun. And the coolest thing about the Sims is apparently, as I learned last time we spoke about it, you can drown people. You can't. Well, I don't know if you could do that in the new games, but uh, you used to be able to do that when they first came out. I never Which did is- that. <laughs> I never did that. I probably would totally. have. I didn't know about the. I didn't know that you could do that. It totally defeats the purpose of what we do, <laughs> even if just in a game. But There's this is the Talking Pools. <laughs> this is the Talking Pools podcast, and I am Rudy, and I'm here with my co-host. That would be me. I'm Andrea. Hello. Aren't we both co-hosts? You're a co-host, and I'm a co-host. Yes. See, <laughs> I didn't. Okay, thanks for the here's clarification. A fun, here's a fun, like pool related story. Okay, I had this lady yell at me last night. I showed you the text, the message last already. Night. It was yeah, okay. it happened. It happened last night on Facebook. So mm-hmm. we we run. A whoa, 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 whoa! You okay. just started out right there. It happened on Facebook. We just yeah. lost half the audience. Oh, really? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Okay. No, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it quick. Okay. So she, I saw somebody post that they had green water and they couldn't get it clear, blah, blah, blah. The water's cold. Blah, blah, blah. And in the post, she said, my chlorine is really high. My pH is 6.8. And Leslie says all my other chemicals are good. Now, 
that's a rule that we have in this group. Like, you know, that's not an acceptable post, yada, yada. Nobody can help you. We're just guessing. Well, anyway, I just happened to scroll through the comments and I see this lady saying, you should add acid. That will clear it up. I know it sounds crazy, but just throw in some muriatic acid and it will clear up. It'll happen before your eyes. Okay. And <laughs> I told her that was bad advice. And she got it mad is, at me. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. I mean, it is bad advice. It's bad advice to give any homeowner or pool person for that matter. But there is some uh, science to her madness. Well, how dare you? <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is, we've spoken about this before. It's okay that you can tell somebody to add acid with the low, P- knowing their pH. Andrea, interrupt us. Drink. is low and having no idea what their alkalinity is, if they have a heater or anything like that. No, you can't. I agree with you. And especially since the color of the water was green, probably likely because of copper instead of algae. Okay. Because I'm, I was looking at the picture of the pool. So I, I'm, you know, guessing, obviously, still speculating. I'm speculating, making an educated guess. <laughs> the dose of acid would have just kept it green. Right. So it wouldn't have cleared up like this lady said it would. Correct. Muriatic acid is hydrogen chloride, hydrochloric acid. So when you add it to water, it dissociates into hydrogen and chloride. Chloride then combines with the copper ion in the water, which gives you tetrachlorocuprate. Which mm-hmm. is green. All right. The science behind her so madness. You just, Do you want to hear it or so not? So you just you just proved my point. Absolutely not. Now I'm mad. Andrea, interrupt us. Drink. Absolutely not. Now I'm mad because you were supposed to be on my side and laugh about what an idiot she is. <laughs> I think it's idiotic to give that direction to anyone because they'll f- up the pool. But years and years and years ago, that was an old pool guy gal trick in clearing up a pool very quickly is dropping the pH severely. You know that chlorine's effectiveness is pH dependent. Absolutely. So at 6.0, you're near 100% effectiveness. That chlorine's in there kicking ass. Right. And her chlorine was already high, according to her, though. Right. So it would have been like a chlorine. It would have been like a chlorine steroid or chlorine meth. So meth for the chlorine. The mind bending drugs seem to offer so much. But it wouldn't have cleared up the pool is what I'm saying. It It would not have. Not if it was green due to copper. No. Thank you. That's all I'm getting at here, people. But if it was green due to algae, it's possible. But we got away from doing that because people started screwing up plaster, equipment. And heaters. All of that good stuff. Yeah, that's equipment. The whole point of the story, Rudy, is that she got mad at me and she sent me a private message basically saying that um, I used my admin power arbitrarily because I closed comments in the post. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. she She blocked me so that I couldn't respond to her. I don't think that would be arbitrarily. Well, I, don't I don't think that's, that's the correct word. 
she might have said it. But no, she it? didn't say it. No. You said it? I said it just now. Okay. Whatever. She said it's so, a shame that you use your power to broadcast whatever you want, basically, is what she said. Your own agenda. Correct. Like a tin god. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, no, but you brought up a good point. You said it was cold. Mm-hmm. And it is cold throughout a right. lot of the country. And I believe it was in a northeastern part of the country. So, you know, still very cold there. It was 60 here. Woo. Did you ever see that Seinfeld episode where George no. got in the pool? You know, I forget. <laughs> so George <laughs> gets in the pool. Did you ever see that Seinfeld episode? No. George gets in the pool. He gets out. He's in the, the house changing. And a woman accidentally walks into the room. And he starts freak, freaking out about the shrinkage because the water is cold. Right. Because she's seen him naked. Mm-hmm. So he's all his- concerned. If women don't bring it up, it's not necessary. He's all concerned if women know about the shrinkage and how cold water does that. So Elaine, another character on the show you don't watch. I know who the characters are. Okay. Well, you can hear your rolling papers. So chill out a minute. Rolling papers. I'm unwrapping my clay molding tools. (laughs) So actually, so it's a rolling, it's a rolling pin. I mean, you're close. So anyway, so he asks her if she knows about the shrinkage and she says no. So Jerry has to explain to her about the shrinkage. So it was all about the shrinkage. But the point is, is cold water affects things. Not just down there, but out in the field at the (laughs) swimming pools as well. All right. I I hoped we had a point. He had a little dick because of the cold water. And the cold water will drop the values of your, it'll make your LSI more acidic. Yes. Which is a great point. It also makes things not work correctly, aside from the male member. Oh, and like you're talking about test kit reagents and stuff? Test kit reagents? How about chemicals that you add to the water? That's been an ongoing thing this past week. Mm. Everywhere. Phosphate remover, metal metal remover. <laughs> seen it, yeah. I've seen it in a couple of different places mm. close to home and a lot of people talking about it as well, that things aren't working correctly. And the reason for that is that they're adding it when the water's cold. And if the water's too cold to add something, you just don't friggin' add it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. Like alum a couple of weeks ago. Right. Correct. Right. We spoke about that. Absolutely. I said 70 degrees or. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Was too cold. Didn't work. I assume that's why it didn't work. Okay. And there could have been other things going on. And alum takes a really, really long time to form a flock when it's cold, if it forms one at all. Lanthanum, very, very similar. Water temperature has to be above 50 degrees. And that's phosphate remover. It's phosphate remover, right. That's the key ingredient in phosphate remover. Guess what? Also a coagulant, just like alum. Also a heavy metal, just like alum. The difference between the two is where you want to clean up the schmutz. It's either going to be in the filter, if you go with the phosphate remover, or on the floor of the pool, if you go with the alum. In either case, neither one of them works very well when it's cold. You still want 70 degrees or better on either to get optimal performance. Otherwise, it doesn't flock. And when it doesn't flock, it stays in the water. And when it stays in the water, the water looks like flock. When you're flocked. It yeah. Looks like flock, flock. 
Right, when you first add the phosphate remover to the water. When you started. Andrea, interrupt us. Drink. But you get that big white cloud, right? Sometimes. When you first add the phosphate remover? Most of the time. But you know what? We're not going to get into that. No, I spew the opposite. I spew? I do. (laughs) The opposite. No, phosphate remover reacts to the carbonates in the water. So if it reacts to high carbonates, not necessarily the phosphates. And I know this from adding phosphate remover to a pool that I tested zero phosphates at, and it still clouded up. And I know there was high calcium in the water. That begs the question, why the f- did you add phosphate remover to a pool that had zero Parts per billion of Why? Why? Why am I going to? I had the chemical and I brought it. I, you know, I needed to get rid of it, and so I just figured that was the best way. Because if okay. it wasn't going in that pool, I had to th- like throw it away or whatever. You know, it was. But you have added it before and seen a white cloud in the water, correct? Correct. And when it's cold out, that white cloud stays in the water until it filters out, which can take a super, super long time. Mm. And the reason it's taking so long to filter out is because it's not bonding with the phosphate like it's supposed to. So it's not forming that sludge, that schmutz, that gack, that coagulant that filters out. Schmeg. Oh my God, with the schmeg. <laughs> eh? So, but you get the point, right? Absolutely, I do. Okay. And your now point? it's too fing cold for some things. That's the point. And it's cold out in a lot of states. I agree. Oh, so all that arguing so you could agree with me? I wasn't. What arguing were we doing? Oh, you, um... you seem to think that I argue with you when I've just been agreeing with you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, I get it. It's schizophrenic Andrea. How are you doing? I'm fine and I'm fine too. Got it. That is not schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Much. Multiple personality disorder. Got it. There's seven <laughs> of you in there. No, that's not true either. No, I am unique, sir. There's only one of me. Thank God. <laughs> When it gets too cold to add things, the chemicals don't work correctly. You actually had an interesting experience with metal remover. What's the water temperature down there where you're at, though? I wouldn't think it's that cold. It's not that cold. So I'm – oh, my God. You put me on the spot, and I'm going to have to hear about this. I did not look at the temperature of the water um, because my tester is – I need to get a new one. Um, But it was – not super cold. I mean, it's warmed up the last couple of days. <laughs> what? Okay. Would you care to guess? You stuck your hand in it to get the water sample, right? Yeah. 18 I inches say. down to your elbow. <laughs> I don't even think the fountain's that deep. Um, I would say probably around like 76, 78 is the water temperature. 76, 78 shouldn't be a problem. That's a good no. water temperature. Yeah, so you have other issues going on. Did the salt fix it? The salt did fix it, yes. Yes! I know, that was great. So uh, the bicarb fixed it. Tell the story. All right, so here's the story. Um, So Wednesday, now these were, this happened to be my, so this is two separate fountains. Okay, let's get that clear from the start. I know we have trouble with that sometimes. Um, One plus one is two. One.
Two, so it's two separate fountains. Three. Now, these are the fountains four, turned blue. Both of them. The these same the ones. ones. They're the same two fountains that I turned blue. Now, has your boss, th- well, before you go into that, has your <laughs> boss thought that maybe somebody else should take care of these fountains? Don't say that. Um, no. So I thought it would be a good idea to put metal remover in these. Now, I, I swear to God, I did dose it correctly. I followed the directions. Okay. Um, I did add enzymes along with the metal remover because simultaneously it stated to do so. Not what? What's it? The metal remover instructions said on the to, container. Yes, it says to add enzymes to use enzymes. Not like you know required, but like oh, you know this will help boost things okay. and sequester whatever. I don't know. Um. So I did that. I added the metal remover and the enzymes on separate sides of the water. And I'm talking like I added a tablespoon, I think. Maybe a little bit less than a tablespoon. Okay. Um, and so I don't know if it was the metal remover or the enzymes that caused the foaming. So the first fountain, they said it happened Wednesday when I left. And then the second one started foaming up Thursday, which would have been the next day. And they were still foamy when you got there and today? T- today when I got there, yes, they were still foamy. So they stayed foamy all weekend. So when I got there today, I put them both in service and their variable speed pumps. So I was I put them both on like their lowest settings. And Good. then I closed the... Um, the feature returns because both of them have uh i don't know exactly the technical term for them but the one of them is the rain thing so it's like a cop you know i've described it it comes it rains in the fountain and then the other one has just like almost like sheer descents that go in but they're copper like i don't know tubes rectangles whatever um, so I turned off all of those so it stops with the aeration, and that was what was creating the bubbles in the first place. And then um, my alkalinities were a slightly low. They were not tre- like, you know, dangerously low, like zero, like the like the last couple of times. One was thirty, one was fifty, so low, but not super bad. Yeah, that's still pretty low. I know it's still low, but I'm saying it's not. It wasn't zero. But anyway, I I did. 10 tablespoons of bicarb and then I did 32 tablespoons of bicarb because I very carefully dosed it out this time. The bicarb started to help. Um, and then after you and I talked, you said to add the salt and these are not salt pools. So, um, I did the same thing. I dosed it out and it was like a few tablespoons of salt for each one. And I just did it slowly. I figured I would underdose instead of, you know, take it right there and overdose or whatever. So good idea. Um, yeah. And then it circulated for a while while I cleaned. Sorry, I bumped my mic. It circulated for a while while I cleaned the pool. Um, and then I turned the features back on and I let them sit to make sure that it wasn't going to foam up again when I left. Um, and I'm going to go back and check tomorrow. So. There you go. But the salt did help and the bicarb helped. Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. 
Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. But the salt did help and the bicarb helped. Well, getting your, yeah, well, getting your total alkalinity to the right numbers is huge, but also then, you know, it's sodium bicarb, so it is a salt product also. Right. And my pH wasn't low either. The one was 7.4 and the other one was 7.8. And we can explain that because it's a fountain. So what happens? Because water features. Drive up the pH, Mm -hmm. but not the total alkalinity. Correct. So then you add acid to lower the pH, but the acid lowers both. I did not add acid today. I only raised the alkalinity. I didn't want to, I didn't want to like, you know, do the same shit as last week. (laughs) Normally though, you'll add acid, which will bring down both and the turbulence from the fountain will bring the pH up again. You add acid, it brings down both. So what you get is a total alkalinity that's in the toilet and a pH that's in the good range because you're treating... You're basically treating the turbulence with acid. That's what happened when I accidentally overdosed, you know, the the fountain that the first time, because then I had a zero alkalinity, but I had a pH that was a decent range. So, gotcha. Um, my question: Should I? Well, never well mind. explain why the salt worked. Never mind. Never mind. Well, <laughs> had to do with the water tension, right? Because the chemical that we use to remove metals from water is EDTA. That's what's in most metal removers. EDTA reduces surface tension. It just does. It's a byproduct of that product, which promotes foaming. So the only chemical that increases surface tension is salt. So you can counter the foaming that we created, reducing the surface tension by increasing it once again. And that's why the salt was able to get rid of the foaming in this scenario. Now, if it's occurring, if foaming's occurring due to people not showering, oils, grease, makeup, whatever, it's probably not going to work there. People gook. People gook. 
It's mm, not going to work. So when you need to get some enzymes in there and you need to have these people showering. Although I do feel Absolutely. like it may, you know, you got to do, let me just give a caveat here because I, I talk about enzymes so much. Um, I do believe that contributed a bit to my foaming issues. So be careful adding enzymes. Be careful adding enzymes. My, I had, if, if it's gonna, if you got a lot of turbulence, you know, don't add it. If you got, don't add it right to the water features. <laughs> Because I did put metal remover in my upstairs pool too. My my glass, well, it's actually acrylic. My acrylic pool, um, I put metal remover and enzymes in that too, and it did not foam up. I don't know. I can't say that that's a cold water issue because your water wasn't cold. I mean, it is something interesting that happened this week, and we did counter the suds with salt, which is cool because it's probably something that you had on your truck. It, well, yeah, because I didn't have any defoamer, so I'm sure that that would also work, you know, if you happen to carry that with you, which I don't. Um, so the salt definitely helped. Um, I would think the salt was less expensive. I don't know. Also. I mean, you know, some people carry it for spas, so. But I already had the salt on me. I just had, you know, I have a couple 40-pound bags, so I just tore open one of those suckers, you know. Could, you, gotcha. could, I, could I have used, like, a salt packet from the grocery store? <laughs> Probably, huh? <laughs> depending, I get. I depending on the size of it, I suppose. <laughs> you know what is a shame? Side note, not pool related. The amount yes. of pepper versus the amount of salt that they give you in those little packets. They literally give you enough salt to like season an entire meal, basically, and then the amount of pepper that they give you is like four sprinkles of pepper. It's just drives me nuts. I have to apologize to everybody in the listening audience really quick. Every now and then, she just hangs a left. I didn't see that one coming. Sometimes I can head it off, but no. This time she hung a left down the dirt road, off the side, into the fucking ditch. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm excited about this new pool that I might be doing. I've seen it once. Um, it's a residential pool, and it has a vacuum DE system. On a residential pool. Yeah. It How is, big is the pool? Uh, I know that it is 14 feet deep. I do not know the dimensions. Uh, I would ha I'm going to have to like walk it. I'm going to have to get one of those wheel things, you know? Um, I, like I said, I do know that it's four, 14 feet deep and it is all <laughs> nice. It is all tile. It's all glass tile. I, they're bigger tiles. They're not like the one by one mosaics. What is that? It's a critter mm. from the movie Critters. Uh. And haven't you ever seen the meme at Christmas time? Instead of Elf <gasps> on a Shelf, here's a critter on a shitter. No, I don't. Honestly, I don't think I've seen Critters. It came out just right after Gremlins. Okay, I've seen Gremlins. So it was the lower budget competition uh. for Gremlins minus Phoebe Cates. I see. Um, anyway, I'm, oh, I hope you can't hear my notifications. That is Heather. She needs to shut the hell up. Hold on. Everybody says that. We I'm get the same complaints Heather. from Australia. <laughs> I need to, hold on. Let me just mute that. All right. Jeez, when I'm editing, <laughs> when I edit the stuff, the, the guys down under send me, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, the Americans are up again. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, anyway, back to my pool on that. I'm excited to start working on, like I was trying to say, it's all glass tile, um, not the tiny one by ones. And 
oops, that was my front door. Um, none of the tiles are cut. They are all whole tiles. Nice. It's very interesting. It sounds beautiful. So you're gonna you're gonna share pictures, right? Of course. Yeah. So it's okay. like a deep emerald green in the whole pool, and then there's like a ledge where the stairs are, and it is gold, gold tiles. Okay. We'll have to put a we can put a link to your pictures in the show notes, depending on where you um how you share them. So if you Oh, should I just I should just share them on the um Facebook page, huh? Well, no, you should share them. Well, if we're going to share them in the show notes, we should do it in some Google something thing that people can look at. I don't know. You do the research. You're young. Okay. I know not. All right. We'll figure it out. But back to cold water. What else doesn't work? Wait, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) There you go. Drink up. You know? Drink. No, I'm good. I just did. salt water generators. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. They get cold too. If they're cold, if you're cold, they're cold. Bring them inside. Well, I saw somebody post a meme with a picture of a test kit saying that I I went to I went to go look for it, but I couldn't find it. Um, Don't bring it inside, but do understand that it is going to stop working when the water temperature gets down around fifty degrees. I have never experienced that. I've never experienced the pool, the salt generator shutting off. So I don't, I don't think the water gets that cold. No, at the Hayward one, actually, the Acurite, the Acurite, the Aquarite, the Hayward one that goes, yeah, the one that goes up on the wall, the Hayward one. Instead of you know where it normally lists the part per million of salt, instead of that, it actually changes from whatever part per million of salt that it is to the letters C O L D. Hmm. Aw. <laughs> it's just too cold. Mm-hmm. It needs a blanket. It's done for right now. It needs to wait till the water temperature warms up once again. Otherwise, it's not going to work. That's when you hear crap from the homeowners because you can still get algae in 50 degree water. So depending on how long this stretch goes on, you have to add something to supplement. Liquid chlorine, whatever. I once read that you can that algae grows in snow. I don't know about that, but I do know that it grows in 50. I'd have to, I'd have to double check that. <laughs> I do know that 50 degree water can grow algae, although very slow. We still need to make sure that it has a chlorine level in it. And that's when the homeowner comes out and says, what are you doing? Why are you putting that in my bo- It's not a chlorine pool. It's a salt water pool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then you have to explain this whole thing to them about how salt water generators work, the process of electrolysis, the whole kit and caboodle. And some of them just don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. There is that to contend with. So that does present a problem sometimes. This is where educating a customer is beneficial, but also challenging. Because you're right. A lot of them don't want to hear that. They got these units specifically because they wanted to get away from chlorine. Yep. Which was the wrong decision. I saw a comment where somebody actually said that they were being mansplained when the person explained to them <laughs> how how chlorine systems work or chlorine generating systems work. Well, did they not know how they worked before the explanation? 
I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look at the, I didn't, it was just like a post that I saw. All right, whatever. Okay, cool. I see how you are. Just throw it out there. What the f***? See what happens. You know? Oh. Test solutions. You can't even test the water accurately when the temperature reaches 45 degrees. No. I know you're thinking, why would somebody be out there cleaning pools when it's 45 degrees? But guess what? People we do all it. don't live in South Florida, Andrea. I know. It's it's hard for me to remember that. So I remember even here in North Central Florida, out in the winter months, February, January, scooping leaves from pools, having the water drip off the pole, hit the deck, and freezing, and having to watch out for the ice that I just created as I walked around the pool so I didn't slip. Really? In Florida? See, I've never... Really? In Florida? Yeah. That, that far north. <laughs> yes, I'm up here in the Florida frozen tundra where we gut whales and use all kinds of Eskimo shit. I guess that's they don't like being called Eskimos anymore, so I can't say that. No, so. you can't say that. People who live in, in ice huts shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> Test strips, guess what? No bueno. No bueno. They don't work when the temperature drops below 60. 45 degrees. Oh, all right. Now, cyanuric acid. That's a big one. That one's 60 also. I'm going with 60. That, I'm going with 70 on that one. If your temperature is less than 70 degrees, don't don't make any adjustments to your cyanuric acid level. Good to know. Let it go. Let it ride it out. Whatever the number is, you don't know. The same thing with your salt test when the water's too cold. You get to the winter months where it's just a good idea to not add the things that require draining water to remove. Mm. Stabilizer, cyanuric acid, whatever calcium. you want to call it, calcium, salt, things along those lines. Because you, if it's that cold out, Boric acid. now granted, if the temperature's higher than that, you're okay. You'll get an accurate test poolside the other option is you can you could take your water sample oh somewhere and bring it in the cab of your truck and let it warm up a little bit before you test it all right well i got that one wrong <laughs> exactly the same <laughs> just a little bit different hmm. instead of an inline it's an in the driveway in the cab solution. <laughs> And the cab of the truck, just sit in there for a few minutes, actually get the water sample first, put it in the cab of the truck, go do everything else you got to do, right? The ambient air from when the heat was on while it was running should keep the sample warm. You know not to leave the doors open with the truck running, right, Andrea? We should all know that now. I did get all my stuff back, though. So Congratulations. That is Thank very, you. very rare. So I was very lucky. Absolutely. But the ambient air temperature that's left from when it was heating should be enough to warm the sample enough so that if you spend 15, 20, 30 minutes at a pool, come back, it should be warm enough to get an accurate test. I used to do um, I used to do commercial pools that I had to be there at four o'clock in the morning and like during the winter, you know, it gets cold at that I point. I remember. And what, um, down in South Florida, it must have been was 70. Ooh. No, it was in the 50s and the 40s and the 50s. It got very cold at four o'clock in the morning on the beach with the wind blowing. Gotta anyway, break out them winter flip flops. <laughs> oh, I had toe socks and um, I have a vest. You know, because you got to keep the arms free. So, like, gotta I gotta get them the furry Crocs. All right, we'll talk about we'll talk about the layers and the oh yeah, furry Crocs. Um, anyway, I used to take the sample in the bathroom when it was super cold. 
at the facility. Yeah. Okay. And you left it in there and came back to it, or you just kind of stayed in there with it? <laughs> it depends on how cold it was. Actually, my favorite thing to do was to stand next to the gas heaters. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't use a microwave to heat the sample. Bad idea. Sounds like the, um, yeah, it doesn't sound like a good idea. No, not at all. So don't do that. Just let it warm up. What is the microwave? The radiation or whatever? Not the radiation. I have no idea. It just doesn't sound like it's a good idea. Yeah. It'll be nuclear. So that's been our show. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of the new year. We're done with that. But, you know, still hope you guys have a great holiday year coming up um listen to our other shows they are great support our other hosts and that's it i'm done absolutely thank you so much for thank you so much for tuning in we appreciate you guys we love you share like comment catch you next week be good be safe sorry that was an interruption just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 